0: back to another two guys one topic expert interview i'm ollie i'm liam and liam this week we have learned all about veganism and we needed to find ourselves a topic expert didn't we
1: that we did ollie so we have managed to secure an interview with the founder of WorldOfVegan.com. you can find her at vegan Uh, on instagram with over 1.1 million followers she's the host or the co-host of the plant powered people podcast and is the author of the friendly vegan cookbook so i would say that she is just about the best expert we could have found on veganism so please enjoy our interview with michelle kane
0: Michelle, thank you so much for joining the Two Guys One Topic podcast.
2: Uh, it's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: It's, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. As our listeners will know, this week our topic has been veganism and learning all about scratching you know a little bit below the surface, going beyond just what the, the plant-based diet is. And it was a really interesting topic for us to learn and get into. And what we always like to do, Michelle, is just understand a little bit more about our guests and you as our topic expert, certainly the best person for us to be talking to. Can you just tell us a little about about your journey and how you actually became a vegan in the first place?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been vegan for almost 15 years now, so it's been a while. I actually went vegetarian when I was eight years old. Didn't know any other vegetarians, but I was just a huge animal lover didn't really make the connection and between like the food on my plate and that it came from animals. And the moment I made that connection, I was like, I love animals. I don't want to eat them. So I became a little, a little vegetarian at age eight. My mom was like, that's called vegetarian, honey. And <laughs> unlike most kids, my mom actually, my parents actually let me stick it out.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> I ate a lot yeah. of pasta, a lot of cereal. And, um, yeah, I didn't learn much about like the the, fa- the factory farming industry or anything like that. I just simply loved animals. But then I started to pick up little bits of information and realize like, whoa, this is a this is not just like animals being killed for food. This is a huge, awful, horrendous system. And when mm-hmm. I started to see uh sort of the visuals of what's happening to bring meat to our plate, I was like, whoa, I I Really feel passionately that if people knew what was going on behind the scenes, they wouldn't want to participate in it. So I sort of became a little young activist or advocate trying to spread awareness about um, factory farming in general. But I still had no idea about dairy. I I ate tons of cheese, tons of milk, all of it, (laughs) all up until college. When I picked up a book, um, it was actually a really old book. It's a book by an ethicist, a philosopher called named Peter Singer. Just randomly at a bookstore, it was about animals. And I read it, and it really documented what went in not only to the the food system for meat, but also dairy and eggs and all these other industries that are really exploiting animals in ways that I just didn't you know you just think cows produce milk why yes. can't we have some you yeah. don't realize that it's this whole system of you know artificially impregnating and taking the babies away and then selling the milk it's just uh when you start to learn it it's really horrifying so the moment i finished reading that book i thought well I'm not going to be, I'm basically a vegan. I'm going to be a vegan. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't, it's probably going to be horrible for my health. (laughs) It's probably (laughs) going to be really hard. I'll be like the weirdo forever. Um, But I just, I ethically couldn't sit down at a meal and eat those products that I knew were so harmful to the lives of others. And then, so in college, I. I decided to try and become vegan. I think it took me a few weeks to just like okay. adjust. I gave myself a few weeks to sort of transition.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Um, And then I started learning so much. I met lots of other vegans. I started playing with recipes. I, I read up on nutrition because I wanted to be as health, healthy as possible. And I found out like, whoa, this not only is kind to animals, but it's actually not a sacrifice at all. Like my food options became greater than they were before. I was eating bigger diversity of food. I was actually feeling amazing. Um, I realized like this way of eating is actually healthier for me. So it's not a sacrifice at all in that account. And then I started learning more about the environment, which I'm a total tree hugger. I love our planet. I want to keep it happy and healthy for future generations. And I realized how much that impact, how much what I eat and choosing vegan benefits the earth. And I just was like, Whoa! The only thing that I wish is that I had done this sooner.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay, makes yeah. complete sense. You um, you know, you sort of mentioned it there. Like, there's an awareness nowadays, isn't there? More so about just about everything you've just mentioned about where the food comes from and what it does to the environment and things. We sort of mentioned it's surprising how much veganism has exploded over the last what, like five years or something. Probably. I don't know if you were able to explain why why you think that's happened. You know, why is it just, it's just everywhere all of a sudden?
2: Yeah, um, it has been crazy to see because when I went, vegan at first 15 years ago, people didn't, had never heard of the word. So, you know, they'd be uh-huh. like, vegan, yes. vegan, It's like, no one knew yes. a vegan. You were totally like, oh, tell me about that. That's crazy. And now like everyone knows a vegan. You probably have a vegan in your family or a close friend. You go to the yep. store and everything's yes. vegan. There's vegan yep. labels on pretty much water at this point. <laughs> like this is <laughs> vegan water. It's like, all water uh-huh. is vegan. Hello. <laughs> but, um, it's very huge right now. I think it is, I think it was only a matter of time. I am like so amazed that it has happened so fast. But what Mm -hmm. what was the case is there was this huge dark black curtain covering up uh like so that we couldn't see how our food got to our plates there okay. wasn't like the internet there wasn't social media yeah. you couldn't find even if you did learn about these things like you had to research it and write a book and only if someone found that book and read it would yes. they like yep. realize what's happening there just wasn't a line of communication to the world and the general public and now any issue that comes up that's uh maybe not so great for our world or people animals planet any of it it's really easy to get the message out now and so i think once like we got these tools like social media to be able to just share information that we're learning no one like if i ask anyone hey do you want to harm animals like do you want to pay someone to kill animals for you like do you want to would you step into a slide? do you want to see a video of a slaughterhouse like no one wants any of it no wow. if, if yes. you see it you don't want any part of it and so i think it's just about like the it's out there now what's happening. Um, people can see it. And if they will look, if like you, you'll do research and read about it and see it. It's very hard to keep those like blinders on of like, this is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know someone's getting hurt, but I don't really have to think about it. You know? So yeah, that there's that. And it's just easy now, like as companies are stepping up and there's amazing vegan products now, like there's literally nothing that you can't eat. You don't have to give up cheese. When I went vegan, I was like, I'm never going to have cheese again. I'm never going to have ice cream again. I'm never going to have cake again. But that's not the case today. Like, You can have all that and more and every variety that you can possibly imagine. I can't even keep up with like the hundreds of brands of vegan ice cream out there. It's nuts. (laughs) And yogurt, all of it. So
0: I was saying to Liam that I I think I got scarred a little bit maybe trying vegetarian sausages about 10 years or so ago. and they they tasted like cardboard and they yeah. they sort of put me off i think then you know trying to go vegetarian again or like before we started researching veganism but i actually had my first um, this probably isn't a very good thing. McDonald's McPlant burger a couple of weeks ago.
2: Oh, awesome. I can't try it because I'm in the US and it doesn't exist here yet. So, and and it was so really cool.
0: nice. It was really nice. But we were saying, yeah, we, we like you were saying, you've, you've probably got friends might have you. We've got friends and we've eaten their food, their, their vegan food. And it is so tasty now. It's not bland like it might've been years ago. And so it's, yeah, something that I think I could maybe can, get on board with.
1: Can you remember what, normal cheese tasted like before you swap to vegan cheese because i eat cheese sandwiches every day and i would really like to not but i like how does does vegan <laughs> cheese taste like normal cheese i'm doing those air quotes it's not going to work on a podcast normal cheese
2: yeah, well, I will say I lean on friends like you to taste test for me now because uh-huh. of my palate. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how our palates shift so fast. So okay. in the beginning, yeah. like even in those first two weeks when I went vegan, I was like, okay, I drink milk every day. Like I have a ton of milk with my cereal. I'm going to try and switch to soy milk. But the first time I put a different type of milk for the first time in my life and my cereal, my palate was automatically like, this is different. This is weird. I don't okay. like it. Like, mm-hmm. ugh. And so what I started doing was like how you transition dog food. (laughs) I put like a little bit of the dairy milk and a little bit of the soy milk. And I'd like, keep increasing the proportion of soy milk in there. And by the end of two weeks, I kid you not, I was having all soy milk and then the taste of dairy milk made me go "Oh, it's like kind of sour. It's weird. I'm picturing like cow and soy milk was like, oh, it's creamy. It's delicious. It's got like a little hint of vanilla. It's a little bit sweet. Like this is so good. And so our palates can adjust to whatever we're used to, which is why you see in cultures like some people love durian because they've been exposed to that since they were young, like crazy fruit that smells like garbage. Other people like, Oh, I could never, but yeah, it's just, yeah. what are you used to eating? So one, yes, the cheeses are getting way better. Uh, a lot of them now, like if someone served you it up cooked in a meal or in a grilled cheese, you might not be able to tell the roots but you might, okay. cause it is like, it's made from plants instead of animals. Um, but also I just encourage anyone who wants to like, give it a try is, give it more than a try. Try different yeah. brands, try different products. Okay. Everyone has different taste preferences. Your palate's different. What you love is different. And then you're, you'll are you get used to different flavors. So you kind of have to give yourself that chance to um, kind of approach it with an open mind and allow your palate to be like, okay, this is different, but it's actually really delicious in a different okay. way. <laughs>
0: That's interesting. So maybe, yeah, give yourself your palette, give yourself a palette a chance. We were wondering maybe if you had a couple of other maybe top tips for somebody who has listened to our podcast and now thinks, you know, that that is a good idea. And I should maybe try and give this a go. Do you have, you know, a couple more top tips?
2: Yeah, definitely. So many tips. <laughs> okay. We have, a, we have a lot of guides uh, on Worlds Vegan in case you want to dive into any areas. But uh number one tip, like know yourself and some, for some people it's better to just go like, okay, I'm not eating this anymore. I'm going overnight. But for a lot of people that would feel really overwhelming. You're hard on yourself. You slip up. You're like, I can't do this. It's too hard. So like, know that you don't have to like be all or nothing and that there's no such thing as a perfect vegan, even just picking a few things, like maybe your milk. And for a few months, you just are going to try swapping out your milk to, you know, cashew milk or soy milk or almond milk okay. or whatever. Uh, then maybe another month, try cheese and try some different brands. Like, it's. It can feel really overwhelming when you do it all at once, but if you kind of dip your toes in, ice creams are a really easy one. Like you can't tell the difference okay. <laughs> for a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and we'll so, give that a go then. Yeah, like try some different things, and when you're at the store. Um, instead of just grabbing and putting in your cart, whatever you have been buying for ages, um, look for some new cool products, look for some plant-based products and just give them a try. It's so easy to start crowding out the old foods that you're eating, but the idea of like giving up something forever that you've loved Mm -hmm. and you feel like is central to your like everyday habits and routines and cravings, that idea is hard, but in practice, it's not that hard to like try new foods, try new recipes, grab a few vegan cookbooks, like subscribe to some vegan blogs or Instagram channels or whatever to keep you inspired with recipes. Um, so yeah, I would say take the pressure off yourself and just kind of delve in. And then the other tip to like really strengthen your resolve is figure out your why. So why are you doing this? Because the hardest thing is like, in social, social situations or you're out drinking and you're like, oh my God, someone just brought in pizza. What am I going to do? If you don't mm-hmm. have a strong why, then why would you stick to it? Like, it's really not just like a health thing. There's more to it than that. So I would say watch some documentaries um, with the health or the game changers. Yes. Of the there's a lot of great ones that are on Netflix, free free to watch and amazing films. Uh, Cowspiracy. Yeah, there's just so many. And so that'll really give you a strong resolve to like uh, go into it with passion and ambition to succeed.
0: That sounds brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to swap to vegan cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: see, if that's what's scaring you the most, you should try, why don't you try being vegan except for cheese? So like, like, um, oh my God, I could never. Try the other things first.
1: My wife does keep buying vegan things quite often and we'll be eating something she's not vegan but she quite often go oh you know do you like that bolognese or whatever are oh, you vegan mints today or awesome. that was a vegan sausage um i mentioned that in the pod and um yeah quite often i you can't tell the difference and it's not until mm-hmm. she tells me and i oh well, well keep buying it then <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. one of the uh we tried to see you know is there a downside to veganism we, we you know in our research and one of the things we'd read uh, is um about like potential for nutrient deficiencies because you're obviously not eating certain things is that a legitimate concern something like you worry about or is it just you don't even think about it because you're eating so many fruits and vegetables and, and it doesn't really matter
2: yeah, um well, I'm not a registered dietitian, but we do have a guide with lots of registered di- dietitians on World of Vegan and we also have a bunch of articles that are written by registered dietitians mm-hmm. about specific nutrients like vitamin B12, <laughs> vitamin D, which is a struggle for a lot of people when you're not in the sun, uh, and there's yep. like vegan versions versus other versions of that and iron, all sorts of different nutrients. Um it's definitely something that you want to be cognizant of because mm-hmm. we want to be healthy, but I will say for me, when I was uh before I was vegan, I ate a lot of just empty calories, <laughs> yeah, pasta yeah. with cheese and cereal yeah. and milk. Like it was just such a bland diet. And now my diet is rich in whole grains and fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and legumes and just like, every and pasta and cups. Like I eat it all, but my diet is so varied now that, um, I don't, I personally don't really think about it. I've never okay. met anyone who has protein, like an actual protein deficiency. It's called quasi or core is that, the term of it and usually see it in countries where people are not getting enough calories into their body. So unless, unless you're like purposely trying not to eat or you don't have access to food period, like then I guess you could develop, I mean, it's still important to get protein and think about these things. And if you're worried there are registered dietitians out there that are uh, very cognizant of the plant-based space. I think most now have a lot more knowledge about it. So you could definitely speak with them, talk to your doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, there are some nutrients like vitamin B12 that you have to be super careful about. It's recommended that vegans, um, supplement vitamin B12. Actually a lot of people are deficient in B12, but that's a really important one. Um, and it used to come from like, if if our food was grown in the soil, the way that, that it used to be before like modern farming, our food, like our produce would have vitamin B like B12 on it. Um, but because everything we eat is like so clean and washed and scrubbed and like not grown that way, how it would have in the past. Uh, we just don't get that if you're not eating animals, um, in a reliable enough source for it to be healthy for you. So yeah, it's definitely important to, to supplement vitamin B12. That's the big one. And then there's okay. a lot of like multivitamins that are specifically designed for vegans and they'll have things like vitamin D, which everyone often needs to supplement and like mm-hmm. iron and uh, some, um, like omega threes. You can think of, you might want to think about that. Cause that you may have previously gotten from fish and now you might get it from things like chia seeds or flax seeds or okay. other things like that. But if you're not eating those foods, it can be easier and just like comfort your mind. If you take a vegan multivitamin.
0: Okay. One of those things that you mentioned there about protein and there's, there's often that perception, isn't there, that you need to be having lots of steaks and meat. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if somebody were to, to throw that at you as a, you know, a reason to not be vegan, like, would would you have a, a response for them in terms of, you know, you're obviously not getting enough protein, you're not eating meat.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, look at a lot of the strongest, biggest animals on the planet and that are herbivores. So like look at elephants, where are they getting their protein? Look at gorillas. Where are they getting (laughs) their protein? Look at (laughs) rhinoceros. Where are they getting their protein? They're getting it from plants. And that's uh, like when you're eating an animal, you're getting protein that has initially come from plants that the animals eat. And then you're eating the animals, but we can just go directly to the source, which is a much cleaner version of protein. It doesn't come with, you know, antibiotics and all the pesticides that have gone through the food through the animals into you um hormones everything else that can come from meat you can just eat it straight from the source almost everything that grows under the sun has protein uh in varying amounts so if you really want to be ramping it up you can you know eat things like nuts and seeds and there's various foods that are super high in protein but pretty much all plants have protein
0: yeah yeah brilliant i love that as an answer Um, we we were also (laughs) looking in weren't we about much more about the lifestyle part of it and how simple it might be rather than just following a plant-based diet? Like, is it hard to follow the, the lifestyle element of veganism?
2: That's a great question. And I would say that's the hardest part, honestly, like eating vegan is not that hard. It's mostly that you're stepping into a world that doesn't get it and does it well, it's starting to now a lot okay. more, but a lot of people are decided to go vegan and they don't know anyone around them who, who is vegan. They might be, have a family uh, spouse, kids, family, Thanksgiving, like whatever these events are that they're going to where they're the only vegan. And that can be challenging for sure. Um, that's actually, uh, my friend Tony and I, who collaborate a lot, our podcast, the plant powered people podcast, we talk pretty much all about that. The struggles of, um, what people face when they're going vegan or plant-based and then how they overcome them. And almost all of our episodes are not about food. They're not like, what do I eat? Yes. So yeah. The recipe didn't come out. Like that's the easy part. The hard part is like, what do I do in a world that doesn't get it where I have all this information of all these terrible things happening around that I can't really do too much about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is a lot, but, um, again, remember your why know that the, through these challenges, you're going to become a much stronger person. Like you're going to know how to uh, believe in something that's different from everyone else and stand up for yourself because people will pick on you. Like I've had meat thrown in my face by my friends and all, like all of it, product. you know, since I was eight years old and went vegetarian, like I, it, it's been um, something that I think has really strengthened me as a human being. I can stand up for anything I believe in now because I know uh, yeah, that's stuff just rolls off me. So you got to get a thick skin. <laughs> and yeah. if you get down on like the social situations or you just feel really alone, um, even if you don't have anyone in your personal life who like gets it or who you can vent to, or, or talk about these things with, there's so many resources online where you can connect with people. I mean, you connect with me, you connect with food bloggers, you can connect with, um, forums and groups and, uh, outside of pandemic life, there's like meetups and events, yeah. veg fests, animal sanctuaries that have events throughout the year where you can connect with a lot of other people, which is really uh healing, empowering, inspiring, and just okay. fun to grow up a, a circle of people around you who are are like aligned in that way.
1: Nice. Yeah, we'd read about like <clears throat> some of the hard things where you try, you know, you, you won't go to a zoo or an aquarium or mm-hmm. The horse racing or you've got to be careful about um, makeup and beauty products and leather like all these sorts of things that that we really didn't think about at all we didn't realize it was such a lifestyle change we're like oh you know like you're saying it it must be easy to eat vegan because it's everywhere but all these other little things you just we didn't really think about
2: yeah, it's it's a lot and it can feel overwhelming if you got all the information at once. Most people don't. Most people get little bits of information <laughs> yeah. at a time. And so yeah, they yeah. can like take little actions at a time but you guys went full in and research. Yeah, so you got it all at once <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean the thing to remember is like you have to give yourself grace so even if you're like oh my gosh the leather industry is is just awful how they treat cows and blah blah, blah uh, and you never want to wear leather again it doesn't mean you need to go home and like clear out your fridge clear out all your clothes throw away everything with down no. we, you don't have to like start your life over again. It's yeah. just you can decide from this point forward I'm going to be as educated as I can about what I'm buying cuz uh-huh. whatever we're buying is a vote with our dollars, right? We're voting for the companies we want to exist, their practices, the world we want to live in. And you can decide yeah. as you learn about things that going forward I'm going to choose something that's aligned with my ethics of and values, you know? And if that okay. if some if compassion is really important to you or environmentalism is important to you, you know, human rights or your own health, whatever it is, try and learn as much as you can so that those dollars that you're spending are going towards a world that you believe in.
0: Yes. Yeah. We, we're we also reading as well about the, um, the the impact on medicine and how most medicine, nearly all medicine is tested on animals. But as part of the, 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 the definition of veganism, it's as practical as possible where you where you then follow the rules and so yeah the advice is that it's to take your medicine if that's what the doctor's telling you and not to be as concerned about where or how it might have got to you is that right?
2: Yeah, well, it's important. I I love everything you just shared. I feel like you went deep into these topics because that's something that a lot of people don't learn. And so as they learn about every single thing that impacted another animal's life or something, you just think, ah, I failed a vegan. How am I gonna do this? I can never take medicine again. And uh it's it's important to recognize that there's a lot, there's a lot in my life that's not vegan and I've been vegan for 15 years. And it's just because we live in a really imperfect world and there's a okay. lot of there's a lot of gray areas where you just have to decide. Like for me, I try and decide what is the least amount of harm that I can do with my active actions as far as is practical. So yeah, it might even be at a restaurant if they're serving me sourdough bread. Sourdough bread is almost always vegan. But you might, if you wanted to be a perfect vegan, you might be like, well, God, I need to ask them for like what's in the bread what are the ingredients? What if dairy got in it? What if it touched something? Then I would be not a perfect vegan, but then in front of all your friends and family who are not vegan and you're saying, Hey, can you go back and you give me the ingredients? You're just making it seem impossible. You're like, and what is it actually going to do? It's not actually going to make a difference for any animal. If there's like a drop of something in, in what you're eating accidentally. So it's important to remember, like there's this, this gray area where you can just, you can make massive change by relatively simple actions. And that like, point zero zero one percent of yeah, animal products like or animal testing or whatever that went into things that would like make your life way harder like don't worry about that yeah it's yes. It's, yes. it's the the big things that that matter the most yeah because
1: we we did a previous podcast when you know we said earlier about doing random topics we did one about bees uh, bumblebees mm-hmm. and we'd read that like they're commercially farmed to um pollinate crops so then we started right. we went into this me and i were talking like does that mean all crops aren't vegan because they've, they've, you know, they've used these bees in a not very nice way. And we're like, that, that can't possibly be true. And like you said, you know, there's only so much you can do.
2: Yeah. And not only that, but think of almost all of our produce, almost all of our food is grown in cow manure or in, the manure that's purchased from the deer. So it's actually like purchased from supporting the animal agriculture yeah, okay. industry yeah. okay, and yeah. it's going to grow our food. So there's just, it, you can't be perfect, but yeah. a lot of people like They'll learn this stuff, and that'll be like their reason for not taking any action. And it's just so important to remember: like, just because we can't do everything doesn't mean we shouldn't do anything. Because what's happening now, there's so much happening now that is just awful. It's unsustainable, it's harming our planet, it's literally killing people the way that we're eating. It's just awful. And that stuff like 99.9% of it can be stopped. And yep. as we inch in that, that direction, like eventually we'll start growing food in veganic ways in ways where we can have rich soils that comes from composted vegetable scraps. Uh, but right now we just are farming so many animals that they need to do something with all the poop. <laughs> and it's going back in, like it's cheap. It's, it's like, it's just yeah. going back into the farmland. So um, yeah, there's a lot that is, that's imperfect. A lot of people also talk about sugar.
0: Yes. Yeah, we did with, with bone char.
2: Right. So there's a lot of vegans. Um, for, first of all, there's no one right way to be vegan and people will try and tell you like, you're not vegan. You are vegan. You're not vegan enough. Like this isn't vegan. Why are you You're using palm oil? You're using sugar. Like there's a million topics that you just have to realize, like this is a gray area and you have to make a personal choice and you just have to be okay with people judging you because they will. But with sugar, uh, there's like a filtering process that goes through bone char. And so In sugar itself, it is vegan. It comes from a plant. The end product has no animals in it, but like part of that filtering process in for some companies involves bone char. So Mm. yes, you can look for sugar that is vegan and doesn't involve that. But when a lot of vegans will say, if you eat sugar that's filtered that way, you're not vegan but they're not realizing if you eat vegetables you're not vegan like if you eat literally anything that's yeah. grown <laughs> yeah. it's touching animal products right right now in the way that our society is set up right now so um, i think that's
1: a great i think
2: point. yeah knowing that can feel overwhelming but i hope that instead you can it just allows yourself to like give yourself grace and make the make the decisions that are big and impactful and um doable to you because that all does make a huge difference that's why we're seeing so many vegan products today it's because people in their own life decided instead of buying chicken nuggets, I'm going to buy plant-based nuggets. And yes. That's a vote. And now there's 55,000 types of plant-based nuggets and new, <laughs> <Yeah>. new companies <laughs> coming up every single day. Like I can't even, I haven't even tried them all. And even though that's my job, my job is to stay on top of vegan stuff and I can't cause there's too much. And it's because <laughs> there's a shift in what people are buying. So it's making a huge difference, a huge impact on the planet. Um, and every choice like that to just swap a product or, or, you know, try a plant-based Dish at a restaurant
0: mm-hmm. makes a difference yeah. yeah we we were um oh just saying on on that point i love my food michelle and if you need help with trying out some of these products i'll happily <laughs> volunteer myself to uh to be a taste tester as well um oh. one of the one of the things that we that we were amazed by is just the you mentioned there about farmland and how much effort and the ethical side and climate change that that goes into it and 70 percent of farmland around the world is used for the production of meat in terms of all of the grains and everything that is made for livestock it just seems that that land could be used in a so much better way if if there weren't so many people that were then consuming the meat
2: yeah, it's one of those things that you don't realize until you think about and then you think, "Oh yeah, duh." <laughs> because you uh, that like a ton of rainforests are being chopped down to to grow soy. And so you think, "These darn vegans, we're grow- we're chopping down rainforest <laughs> so they can eat soy." But like no, we're chopping down rainforest so we can grow soy to feed to animals. And you have to feed so much soy to one animal for his whole life to grow yeah. them, to be able to then kill them and eat them. It's a very inefficient system. Um, it's wasting a ton of resources, water, water resources. Holy moly, the amount of gallons that a cow drinks per day. I can't remember how many, it's like a hundred gallons. or like, it's crazy <laughs> how many resources are going into growing animals and than eating them rather than just eating the food directly. And it gets really depressing when you look at how many people in the world are starving or not getting enough food. And you yeah. just think if we treated this differently, holistically, like looked at our planet and, and ate in a way that is good for us, good for our bodies and also good for like our, our society, as a whole, it would be, it would look so different. And I, I, I I feel confident that we'll get there, but, um, yeah, it's taking just individuals caring and taking action in their personal lives. Yeah. And then also just, um, you know, on the political level on everything, like taking action on a lot of different fronts.
1: We have a, a really big thing in the UK and I, I just wondered whether it's worldwide or not. Is veganuary, a thing everywhere or just yes. in England.
2: It's Cause it's started really big over here now. Like, yeah, it started in the UK. It's an organization actually called Veganuary and now it's huge. So people yeah. pledge to go vegan for the month of January. It's so cool. I love that it's like an approachable step in. In the US, yeah. we used to have or we have something called Meatless Mondays that are really big. Okay. And uh, Paul McCartney got behind it. All all these people got behind Meatless Mondays. And so the idea is like going all vegan sounds really overwhelming to to people, but anyone could go meatless for a day, a week, like you can try it and you get to know recipes and then it gets so much easier to like take the next step. And so I love that Veganuary is the same concept, but like really encourages you to go all in for a month, you know, learn a lot, watch documentaries and go full vegan for a month and see how it feels.
0: So I I don't know if I'm talking out of turn here, Liam, but we, we have spoken about this, um, on our podcast, but we're, we're actually thinking of doing this, aren't we? So we're going to do the 30-day the vegan pledge. Having done our our research into the topic this week, I think we're, we're going to give it a go, Liam.
1: <laughs> You're making me say yes. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Michelle, you've got your own podcast, right?
2: I um, do. And now what, I want to bring you guys people. on after your 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. That, that,
1: that was going to be my deal. I was going to say with Ollie, like, what if we went vegan for a month and then... Came on your podcast to talk about it, but I don't I know if you just want to talk about. I don't know if you just want to talk about your podcast and just. Oh, it's a brilliant you know, podcast. Plant powered oh, people. You.
2: Yep. It's called the plant powered people podcast. And my co-host is Tony Okamoto. She runs the site plant-based on a budget. And, uh, yeah, we have everyday conversations with normal people talking about what their struggles were going plant-based or eating vegan. Um, and then how they overcame them. Although lately in these last few seasons, we just launched season four, we've been bringing on a lot of really awesome experts. We have some cool episodes coming up with like vegan bodybuilder and like uh, vegan, um, pediatrician to talk okay. about kids and what that's like with plant-based eating and all sorts of stuff so yeah we've got a, f- a fun season coming up
0: nice yeah definitely recommend for people listening to to check that out it's a, it's a great podcast
1: we listened to your yeah. one when was it it must have been in april or something there's a there's an episode you did where you like q a and you like answered a bunch of questions about being vegan and as part of our research yes if that want to listen yeah. and just you know just listening to some of that um yeah it's great but yeah, so if we we if we go, so what you're saying is, if we go vegan for a month, we can be on your podcast.
2: Yes, you are officially invited, and Tony has no say. No, no, she'll be so excited. Honestly, I think that'll be guys. so cute.
0: We were wondering, Michelle, just what what do you think that the future is then in terms of veganism? I know we've spoken about that; it's it's growing and growing. It seems to be a bit of a snowball effect where more and people are getting aware of it. Supermarkets are offering more options and variety. Do you ever think there'll be a a tipping point where veganism won't be the minority?
2: I do, yeah, I fully believe that. It's, It's like once you start eating vegan, you realize how easy it is. Why would you choose the other way? Like why would you choose mm-hmm. this almost identical meal? It tastes the same time that sometimes even better. <laughs> it tastes <laughs> the same. It looks the same. It costs the same. Ultimately it will cost less because these are plants instead of animals. So once the government subsidy issue is taken care of, yeah. it'll ultimately cost less. Uh, it doesn't have all of the awful things that come with producing animals It's better for the plant. It's better for like, it ticks every box. There's absolutely no reason to choose the other way. Other than habit and what we're used to tradition and just not really being aware but um there's less and less opportunity to not be aware (laughs) like uh you just I mean your podcast is a perfect example I bet a bunch of your listeners have never really thought about this but even people who are not focused on these issues are like at some point coming across it and being like let me just look into this for a second (laughs) (laughs) so yeah the information's out there and people get to make an informed decision and just once it becomes easier and I think affordability and accessibility is the big one now where um it's starting to happen like uh, it used to be all the vegan products were just in one little area of the grocery store so if you didn't identify as vegan you would never go there because you're not that but the point the idea is to get like the vegan products where everything else is so normal people can start um buying them, supporting them. And for it just to become easier, almost, I mean, fast food is a great example with the McPlant burger. It used to be, if you go vegan, you can no longer go to any fast food restaurants that you've gone to your whole life. So what are you going to do when you're out with friends and they're swinging by fast food? Like you eat fries or nothing. Um, But now like you have the same option as everybody else. Well, almost the same, but, but you will eventually, like, I think there'll be vegan options almost identical to what the what the animal options are. And then there's just no reason not to.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Michelle, it's been absolutely brilliant to, to speak with you. Thank you so much for coming on our, our podcast and answering yeah, some of those questions and, and reinforcing some of the, the information that we learned this week. It's been um, yeah really enjoyable. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, thank you so much. This was really fun, and I can't wait to hear how your how your journey goes. If you do it in January or whenever you do it, let me know. We'll have fun the podcast and have a have a talk about hey, okay. about your experience. And Amazing. if you have any questions, well, you or anyone listening, if you want to give vegan living a try and you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me anytime. Um, that's what I do in my life is try and make it easy and accessible and fun and delicious for people. So.
0: So yeah, you're you're at at vegan, aren't you? And then it's World of Vegan that everyone Mm -hmm. should be looking out for.
2: Yep, worldofvegan.com. And then on Instagram, it's just at vegan.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Michelle.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Ollie, what did you think about that interview with Michelle?
0: Oh, amazing. Absolutely brilliant it's it's so good to hear some of the things that we found out get reinforced and i loved the advice about easing your way into it it's just it's such a simple suggestion isn't it
1: yeah just take one thing like you know if i eat my cheese sandwich every day i just got all let's get some vegan cheese you know let's sort that out first like a little change will do a lot and then you just slowly make more and more little changes until eventually you've changed everything um yeah uh, yeah, yeah, we'll give it a go then, shall we? And um, I think we, we should. We'll end up on the Plant Power People podcast, hopefully.
0: Sounds good. Really, yeah. really good. So, so good. And I love, love the enthusiasm. Um, very, very knowledgeable, isn't she, Michelle?
1: Yeah, great. Well, thanks everybody for listening to uh, this topic expert interview. Um, let us know your thoughts at Two Guys One Topic, and we will be back with a new episode next week. Get
0: out there and share some knowledge.